Hello, you dirty, filthy whore bags. Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Table. It's your girl, Queen S, and we're back with another episode of Tea Time, okay? Uh, since the world has been on a standstill with this virus, sweetie, Rona herself with her disrespectfulness, putting everything on pause just as just just when a bitch world was coming together. You just want to tear that bitch right back apart, but... You know, there's not much tea to be given. However, there is still a lot of messiness going around the world, including right here in America. So I am just going to give you guys a couple of updates surrounding the virus herself, okay? So let's start off with the first topic on Tea Time with Queen S on Queen's Table. We're going to talk about Ohio, Texas, and Mississippi saying abortions are not quote-unquote essential surgeries and are banning them during this coronavirus outbreak. Okay, as if this pandemic itself is already not stressful as it is, U.S. Today reports Ohio, Texas, Mississippi have all ruled that all abortions should be considered not essential procedures and must be delayed during the virus crisis. As for the specifics, um, the in Texas, the medical providers can be fined or face jail time for violating the abortion ban. Uh, in Mississippi, the governor promised to take legal actions against the state's abortion clinics, the Pink House, if they continue to provide abortions during this um, virus pandemic. I just feel as if when it comes down to it, people, regardless of if it's a epidemic regardless of what's going on regardless of the situation men should not tell women what the fuck to do with their bodies okay i'm sorry i'm i'm sorry sorry not sorry i'm tired of this constant need of men especially white men telling women what to do with their bodies you don't know why she wants to have an abortion you don't know if it's a if it if it was a baby out of rape a baby out of um, maliciousness you know like Y'all don't know people's lives and y'all care so much about people's lives when it comes to whether or not they keep their child, whether or not they not keep their child. But there are so many kids that are in the foster care system that need homes and no one pays them any mind. There's a lot of kids that are homeless and need homes and nobody pays them any mind. There's a lot of kids that are being abused and tortured and these homes and child protective services know that these things are happening and turns a blind eye but when it comes down to people wanting to choose what they want to do to do what they want to do with their own bodies you guys want to cause hell and high waters make it make sense make it make sense people ohio texas and mississippi i already know what time it is when it comes to y'all three you know this is this is nothing new this is nothing out of the ordinary this is nothing far-fetched it's just when it's a time of need, that's when everybody chooses to kick motherfuckers down, even though they're already on the ground. So hopefully, you know, this virus, Corona herself, go on about her business because these damages are, they're getting worse. They're getting worse before they're getting better. Epi, that's it. Epi, that's it. If he does it. So the next topic that we're going to talk about is a nurse, okay? Um, she goes by Melissa. She is a mother of five beautiful boys and she has one grandchild and she is a triple negative breast cancer survivor. She posted a video of herself quitting online and it went viral. So let's take a look. I just quit my job. I clocked in, found out that 
I'm being sent to a corona floor when they know that I have kids at home who I can't send away for, you know, to stay away from me. My manager sent me to a floor that is being tested for corona. She knows my health history. She knows all of this. I quit. I care about the patients and all, but my family and my my life, they matter. They come first. Is evil. She's evil. She knows my health history. I told her my kids don't have anybody to go to while they're here. I can't send my kids away like everybody else. I'm done. I'm leaving. My life matters and my kids matter. Screw this. Be unprofessional. Based off of this video and just the way that she was trying to maintain her composure and um, hold her emotions in and she kind of had to like fight through, you know, cursing and not cursing and saying certain things and not cer saying certain things. I could tell that this was a personal attack. What I mean about a personal attack, you know, like when somebody like continuously uh, pokes you and pokes you and pokes you and pokes you. And then when you scream and you lash out, people look at you and they're like, oh, why are you screaming? Why are you lashing out? But they don't see all the, of the other times that somebody has poked you or provoked you. I feel like that was this situation. Uh, for this mother, um, who, like I said, um, triple negative breast cancer survivor. She was diagnosed in 2012 at the age of 31. For you as a supervisor, um, knowingly know that this virus, this coronavirus lashes onto people who have health issues, you know, and old age or anything of that sort. You know, those people are the people that are more likely um, to pass away from this virus. Um, and so far there's no cure. There's no vaccination or anything of that sort for you as a supervisor, for you to knowingly know your employees history with medical conditions and that sort of thing. And for you to kind of just throw her still out there, knowing that she's a mother of five, knowing that her kids is the only person that she has and and vice versa and stuff like that and showed no type of remorse that was a personal jab that was a personal jab and that was that one thing that i realized about healthcare the healthcare field and the way that it works is it's a very like uh draining field and what i mean about draining although it's very rewarding you know knowing that you have helped save lives and that you have done this and you've done that. It's very draining. You are not an individual. You are for the people. You don't have, you don't have a say so because you decided to be in this career path. So you ultimately made that sacrifices for yourself to no longer think of yourself in this situation. I've watched a video um, from a doctor in Saudi um, where his wife was recording him coming home from work and his son normally, you know, runs up to him and says hello, but he had to tell his son, don't touch me. And he literally broke down and cry. And there is a topic that people are not ready and willing to talk about once this virus is over when it comes to the mental state of our healthcare professionals after this virus epidemic hopefully goes away. Because during this time, you're not, you, you, you're basically forcing yourself in isolation, you know, just because of your work, just because of the type of job that you decided to choose. There has been doctors after doctors and nurses after nurses being diagnosed. You know, I've read a couple of articles where one or two of them passed away. I know today there was another uh, nurse that passed away at 
um, Jackson Memorial Hospital here in Florida. So it's like, there's a lot of sacrifices that needed to be made. And I was reading the comments um, that people had to share when it came to her. And it was mixed reviews. There were some people that was like, you know, clearly you're in the wrong profession and all that other stuff. But I feel like that's coming from a place of misunderstanding, not knowing that she's a breast cancer survivor. So I'm not going to put my life on the line for others if I'm not going to put that same energy towards my own. You know, I already fought for my life for my kids, you know, because I had to, you know, and... Now it's like, I don't have to, I, I, I really honestly don't have to fight this. I don't have to fight this virus. Why should, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's a double standard. Like why should I have to risk my life to save others? If, if, if I want to be selfish and I want to save my own life, why should I be criticized or why should I be, um, looked down upon or why should my, um, my level of empathy changed because I want to take care of mine first. I want to take care of me and mine first. Why should the level of empathy changes or why should, why is it geared towards a different place? Because she chooses to put herself aside and take herself and trust herself and do what was best for her. Instead of doing what was best for everybody else. And truthfully, I feel like that was a personal jab from her um, her boss. You know what the fuck you were doing. You know what the fuck is up. You know her situation. Because obviously this is something that she has been dealing with for a very long time. So it's like you as her boss, you as her supervisor, I feel like that was a personal jab. You intentionally tried to put her in that predicament because you were whatever. My whole thing about it is... My kids come first. I don't have kids, but my kids, my family, my household comes first. I would rather save myself than to save everybody else and leave my kids with nobody. If that means that I'm in a different profession, I'm in the wrong profession, I'm not, I'm not in the right place, fuck you. Okay? Fuck you. People just people just love to talk they shit when I'm not outside looking in like, ugh. ugh. I hate it. I hate it here. Well, Melissa, do not feel bad, okay? Do not feel bad at all if I were in your shoes and I was a breast cancer survivor and I have five kids of my own and a husband and, and my only grandchild lounging around and I'm still able to breathe and spend time and enjoy myself with them during this crisis, then so be it. I would have done the same thing 10 times, 10 times, 10 times, 10. And I just don't understand why people just don't get that you know you can still have a heart and still choose yourself there's nothing wrong with you choosing yourself there's nothing wrong with you putting everybody else problems aside to choose your own there's nothing wrong with that and chat epi that's it okay epi that's it melissa i'm with you girl okay i wish you well i hope you know this virus does not harm you and yours in any way shape form or fashion i hope you're still in remission i hope it does not come back and that's it it be that's it fuck y'all fuck y'all if y'all got a different opinion because truth be told nine times out of ten times none of y'all could have ever been in her shoes okay ever anyways next topic on tea time with queen s on queen's table we're going to talk about a pennsylvania woman got arrested for purposely coughing on product at a Pennsylvania grocery store, they lost over $35,000 worth of food. They said um, Marjorie Car 
Kokiko, 35, she began walking around the store and purposely coughing on store items as part of a prank. The store co-owner, Joe Fassad, said that the woman entered the store and initially walked towards the product session before stopping at the meat session, bakery, and the deli, all while coughing on several items. She was arrested and taken to the correctional facility with her bail set at $50,000. A store manager told Fasada what happened, and then he viewed the store video footage where he described this way you can see her. She comes into the door, she coughs on her hands, smiles, looks around, walks over, bends on the product cases, and coughs. And coughs. Obviously, this was something that she intentionally did. And before you guys ask, yes. Yes, she is. Yes, she was. Right. I'm not even going to write. But yes. Yes. $35,000 worth of food um, that was thrown away only because, you know, they wanted to take precautions and that sort of thing. And they did show pictures of, you know, literally everything being gone out of this grocery store. I hope she gets fined for real. I hope some type of repercussion is given and not just her being released off a bill and her, her and her charges being dropped because that's not good enough for me. That's not, that's not, yeah, that's not good enough for me, especially with everything that's going on. You know, Right now, the U.S. has more cases than Italy. And Italy had 80,000 plus cases. Okay. China still leads with 81,000 cases. However, China is doing what they're supposed to do. Italy is doing the best that they can. And U.S., we have motherfuckers coughing on produce in the grocery aisle. What the fuck? What is wrong with us in America? Oh my gosh, you guys are just, just, oh, I hate it here. So ghetto, so ghetto, so ghetto, so ghetto, so ghetto, so ghetto. What is the purpose? Like what, what, <sighs> anyways, to give some good news during this dreadful time, especially with people like her. I am going to take a time out to shout out a man. Um, he His name is Evan Rosen. Um, he is a public figure. Um, and he usually buys his product in bulk and stuff like that. And so uh, what he ended up doing is he ended up leaving uh, sold out items uh, out for his delivery drivers. Um, so he recorded... Um, outside of his home with one delivery driver. Let's take a look. What's up, man? Are you taking, are you, are you take, can we take one of these? Yeah, what? absolutely. It's free. Oh, man, you, you're a lifesaver. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, can I take one of these, too? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, man. I, I went to Walmart. It's kind of hard, though, but I got out and got a little. I didn't get no toilet paper, though. Thank you for working hard, man. Thank I appreciate you, it. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. Have a good one. <sighs> it takes a village. It takes a village. You know, it takes a village. I'm not going to lie to you. I got emotional because people are just disgusting. Like, people are just, ugh. Like, why are you nasty for? Like, why are you nasty? But he did such a kind gesture there. Uh, Rihanna also donated personal protective equipment to the state of New York. Uh, the governor of uh, New York tweeted, I want to thank at Rihanna and the Rihanna Foundation uh, for donating personal protective equipment to New York State. We are so appreciative of your help. 
and that of so many others who have stepped up. Also, a uh, famous, 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 famous uh, fashion designer, uh, Kristen, also uh, put out his best uh, foot forward and also assisted during this time of need. They made masks. They made masks, face, face masks for the medical workers in New York. Not sure if it's going to be uh, pushed anywhere else besides New York, but I know um, he so far did it to kind of put his spin on assisting with this whole epidemic. So, so. we try to follow it as best we could. I mean, the difference really is, is that our mask is the fit is a little better. I had to work on it a little bit, um, and it's washable. I mean, you can wear this and wash it and bleach it, and I think that that's really important that you can wear it more than once. Um, so it's for all those people, you know, everybody that does even work in a doctor's office or a hospital that is going home every day. They want to wear something wash at home and then wear the next day. I thought that was very important. Now, what did they say to you on the public health side about whether the washability was consistent with their standards? Are they okay with that? No, I mean, at the end of the day, we still have a label in every mask that says, you know, we can't guarantee anything because, okay. you know, we're not medical mask right. makers. Um, this is really just to help um, and prevent as much as we can. Yes. Um, I, I, I hope one day we get there um, that we can make a real um, fully protective gear. But this is really just to help. And But I think it will. I think even just peace of mind, people will be able to go home thinking like, oh, I feel a little better not having nothing. Absolutely, especially all the essential workers now, which is so much more broad than just the front lines heroes that we have, obvious, right? I mean, the healthcare workers and all the caregivers, but you have the people who are driving them to work. You have all our utility workers who are still out there and members of the trades uh, that are doing things. A lot of them don't have any PPE. So let me see what you're coming up with for the mask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we made, um, you know, it's pretty simple. Uh, we're making them in kind of white and gray, nothing fancy. They will not have uh, any labels in them. Uh, the most kind of important part is this kind of bendable metal piece here, and that kind of helps fit on the nose. So pretty stretchy, comfortable, but easy, like very simple, but I think speaks volumes. Well, what speaks volumes is you making the effort. Uh, this is not what you do. Um, this is not what you were supposed to do. This is not what you were told to do. You did it on your own. And that is a beautiful thing and an example to so many people in this country that we're not hiding, we're stepping up. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, any like small business owner in New York City, it's kind of like we also want to make sure that our companies survive and our people. I mean, all of my employees have families, like they need to work. So mm -hmm. this was a way that they were able to work and do something great. So I think it's like the best of both worlds. I love it. I love me some Christian, okay? Since motherfucking, motherfucking runway, okay? Since then, bitch, that's been my motherfucking man, okay? With his fabulous ass. I knew he was destined for greatness from day one, you know what I'm saying? Just because of his spirit, just because of his attitude, his demeanor was always different. But never in a million years did I think that he would exceed anybody's expectations the way that he has he has come such a long way he still has so much 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 more further he has to go I remember there was one year that nobody wanted to do Leslie's dress nobody wanted to make Leslie's dress and he was the only person that made her dress and she looked beautiful 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 but that's besides the point he's done such an amazing and amazing 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 job uh since landing in our hearts and stuff like that and this was such a wonderful way of 
paying tribute and such a wonderful way of giving back the best way that he could. I know even down here in Florida, um, I have a good friend of mine. Um, her name is Kimberly and she has a company called Head Wraps Jewels and she personally made her own face mask as well. And, and I am going to leave her information as well at the bottom. Uh, with the face masks that she created, uh, you can customize them so they're not just black and white or just plain gray or anything of that sort. Uh, but here's some information. Here you have face masks. I told you I'd get them made. It took a little longer than expected, but you know, trial and error, I had to find the right formula. So, it's just like a surgical mask. You put it on over your ears, and you open it up. It's as easy as that. There's a wire in the top up here that you can pinch, and it forms it to your face. So, it's a perfect fit. And you don't have to worry about the folds being lost because when you take the mask back off, you just pull it and it goes back to how it was from the beginning. And to be honest, and this is not just to be biased or anything of that sort, I personally love Kimberly's own um, best and, and I prefer hers uh, versus Christian's own only because hers actually forms itself back into the uh, shape that it was once was. Um, and like I said, I am going to leave her information um, below um, and the description as well. But her Instagram page is head wrap jewels with an S that's H E A D W R A P J E W E L S. And like I said, she does have them customized. You can get them in different colors and that sort of thing. And she already has them uploaded on her website as well. And it is available for purchase. Um, uh, she's literally only charging $7 for these masks by black. You know what I'm saying? She's doing such an amazing, 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 amazing job. Um, and so I'm all for people doing the best of their ability to help everybody in this, um, terrible, terrible situation. Um, also, uh, the Los Angeles, um, Clippers owner, uh, Steve Ballamir donates $25 million to the uh, virus relief fund. Um, and so slowly but surely, everybody's kind of putting in their two cents and that sort of thing and trying to assist the best way that they can. However, you know, I have to throw my shade when I can't. Not to motherfucking mention, we have Miss motherfucking Kimberly herself sitting here trying to fucking brand a $60 crisis kit from Judy. Uh, this $60 crisis kit comes with uh, a one-time use phone charger, two ponchos, two water pouches, two emergency blankets, a first aid kit, two 400 calorie food bars, a whistle, and two glow sticks. Let me tell you the retail value cost of all of that motherfucker. One single-use charge you can get at five below for five dollars. Two ponchos you can get them retailed around six dollars. Two water pouches about fifty cent a pop. Emergency blankets about two dollars a pop, give or take. First aid kit about five dollars. Two four hundred calorie food bars about three dollars. A whistle less than a motherfucking dollar. And two glow sticks less than a motherfucking dollar. Total value about less than thirty dollars. So fuck you. This is the best that you think that you can motherfucking do right now, Kimberly, Kimberly West, Kimberly West. This is the best that you think that you can motherfucking do. You and Pharrell, mm, during this crisis, listen, y'all are being ridiculous. Speaking of Pharrell, so black Twitter, including myself, lit Pharrell ass 
up, sweetie, okay? Lit his motherfucking ass up. So, Pharrell tweeted, Hospitals are running low on masks, gowns, and other critical items. We need to replenish their supplies. Take action, make a donation, and ask others to join in the fight. We are in this together. Let's protect the responders on the front line. And he attached a GoFundMe account. Girls, sweeties, black Twitter wasn't happening. So one person was like, I'm so tired of these celebrities to be fucking honest. Imagine asking the people who most likely are being laid off right now to donate while you could just send your fellow celebrities or while you can just get your fellow celebrities to raise money. Aren't you like worth $150 million million? So let me get this straight. You are asking the millions of Americans who may not have a job right now to donate. You're asking people who have an average household income less than $55,000 to donate. Am I getting this right? Anyone who would be willing to or would want to could never raise as much money as they could with one single donation. Why ask people to donate where you can literally give 10% of your money and solve the problem? I just I just want to make sure that I got this correct. You're trying to raise $10 million. You're worth $150 million, but you're asking our broke asses to donate. Do I have that right? Listen. Listen. All I'm going to say is during this crisis, you peep game with who gives a fuck in the celebrity world and who don't give a fuck in the celebrity world. Granted, not everything needs to be in the public eye. Granted, not everything will be in the public eye when it comes to donations and that sort of thing. But I know... Cardi B has been the front face. She's been talking her shit. You know, Rihanna's giving back, you know, um, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He even said, you know, the way that organizations move during this crisis will tell y'all a lot about how people fought with y'all later on and so on and so forth. But it's, it's definitely true. Like, this is a time of crisis and a time of need. And most of these celebrities are just hush mouth. They're, they're quiet. They don't have much to say. And, or if they do have something to say, they're asking us broke ass to motherfucking assist. How am I going to assist if I don't even have a job my damn self? You know, it's just, it's, ugh. I don't get it. But I do know that more than 3 million people have filed for unemployment. And so this, this, this market is about to crash. And when it crash, it's going to crash. Okay. And this, listen. Listen, listen, but on to some good news with this whole virus epidemic going on. Uh, they did finally, finally, finally approved um, the stimulus package, which is worth $2.2 trillion, and it was approved by Congress. Uh, so the breakdown. Uh, so it'll be a one-time payment for individuals making below $75,000 a year of $1,200. Uh, for couples making a combined of $15,000 a year, um, they'll get $2,400 and $500 for each child under the age of 16 in a household. So if you're a college student and you're legally claimed by your de- claimed as a dependent by your parents, you don't get anything. Um, if, um, uh, if you are looking to know any update as long as how much is going to be uh, before we actually should receive something. It should be three weeks is about when people can expect their money. If you don't have direct deposit, it could take up to four months for your money to come in. Uh, it'll be $600 per week in unemployment benefits in addition to what your state already offers you. This weekly amount also applies to self-employed, part-time employees, and the weekly payments are expected to end July 31st. Um, hospitals will receive... $100 billion in an emergency relief fund, $350 billion for small business loans, and a total of $500 billion to bail out corporations, and $50 billion of that money will go to airlines. 
And so, long story short, I don't trust this. I mean, it's something I don't trust this. Sally Mae took my whole refund check on my, my whole tax return refund check. So, I am just going to sit on the wayside and watch this thing move how it needs to move and go how it needs to go. And so, yeah, we'll just we'll just go from there. But to close out today's episode, we're going to have a Queen's Table Quick 2, okay? And this is based off of our good old motherfucking hot girl queen herself, Meg the Stallion, okay? So she just, in her song, B-I-T-C-H, uh, they had her on Genius. And so on Genius, in her Genius interview, you know, they did sit down and ask her to break down her lyrics. And of course, she did the, that just that. So I am just going to play it. And then we're Make her real good? If I beat somebody ass for a man? No. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, fighting is so ugly. What? Look. Nails long. Girls is paying $80 to get their nails done. $100. Do you know nails just go up? Them crystals Expensive. You want to fight me with these expensive ass nails on? No. This hair was not cheap. You want my lace? Man, you don't care about yourself. You want your hair? That's crazy. Like, mm -mm. and I did my makeup real good. I'll be some. So, okay. So it's fighting ghetto. Queens tables quick too. All right. So for me, I was recently tested my damn self. And I, 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 I can, I can co-sign with Miss Meg. I can co-sign. I am the type of person that I just feel like nowadays we're too grown to fight. Like I'm too old to fight. I'm about to be 26. Ain't a reason why I should be fighting nobody. You feel me? I'd rather press charges. I'd rather find somebody to, you know, do the job for me type shit instead of me getting my hands dirty. And as far as her talking about nails being expensive and hair being expensive and you not caring about yourself, that's all facts, sweetie. Because see me, when I get my nails done, I like my nails long. I like my D, I like my DGs, okay? I like my nails long with my DGs. And I get them crystals. I get all that good stuff. When it comes to my hair, I make sure I get the good quality hair. I make sure I get my hair laid and slayed to the motherfucking gods. So when it comes to fighting, what when I, what, one, one thing I realized, especially nowadays, bitches who fight, they have nothing to lose. That's why they, they that, that's why they just find amusement in fighting. And... I've never been the type of bitch to fight over a nail nigga, nail hoe. You want him, take him. Bitch, we shouldn't even be going back and forth over him. And the fact that we are already showed me that he's not mine. So you can have him. Keep him, sweetie. My gift to you. Don't say I never got you anything. Don't say I never gave you anything. He is my gift to you, sweetie. Who's fighting? Who's who's fighting? Who's fighting over nail nigga? Not I. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. I promise you that. I promise you that. So it's fighting ghetto, yes. We don't fight anymore, sweetie. We press charges and we keep it pushing. Epi, that's it. So, and we're just going to wrap this episode of uh, Tea Time with Queen S on Queen's Table. If you not have already, check out our past episodes below. You guys, please stay safe during this quarantine. Please stay safe during this virus. Uh, the death tolls are slowly rising and stuff like that. You know, I am tired of the news and people telling us, you know, stay your asses inside. Bitch, I can't. I have to work. Bitch, I can't. I have to make my coins. Bitch, I can't. You know? And for some people, it's they don't have that luxury to just sit at home and still get a check. So it's like, you know, pray. Pray, 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 pray. Because the only person that can take us through this, take us out of this, and take us 
to where we need to get to is the Lord himself, okay? And be that's it. And until next time, you dirty, filthy, whorebacks, hugs and kisses, y'all. Hugs and motherfucking kisses. Mwah!